Hey everybody, I'm Chad Eckert and that's Eric Martins and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod where you'll find us on YouTube each Wednesday afternoon cracking beers, clicking names, cheers, quag. Josh Bennett is on tax season duty, he says. He's got to work a little bit right now. He's going to show up late, maybe or not at all. Doesn't matter. Welcome everybody. Like and subscribe. All the subscribers and all the likers and the commenters have been put into a pool of names that I'm going to draw for a t-shirt at the end of the pod. So stick around, get yourself a t-shirt. I just sent one off to our buddy, old Elvis, and I sent one off to um, Elvis. He chats. Oh, yeah. Nice. If you chat along and you say you want a t-shirt, I I will send you one. So do that. Uh, We are here oh gosh quagness it's the genesis open genesis invitational now we've been doing this so long they gave it to tiger the event it's his i love it quagness should we call it the jenny (laughs) i didn't understand why you wanted to do that and explain people are calling it the jenny genesis really uh it's you know what the cool kids are doing they shorten stuff and then they say it in like shorter versions of things jenny we're here at the Jenny. Everything you need to know about the Jenny Genesis Invitational. You were invited by Tiger Woods if you are here in the tournament. It is the last event of the West Coast Swing, the third signature event already on this early part of the season. We've already got three, two of these things. This is the third one. This one has 70 players with a cut, but the cut is barely a cut. It's top 50 and ties, plus anyone within 10 strokes of the lead. So there may not actually be anyone cut which will kind of be interesting to find yeah. out on Thursday after, or Friday afternoon. Tiger is playing. Like I said, he is the host. He is playing in his seven or 374th start. This is his first start since he withdrew at the Masters. He made the cut at the Masters, looked at the weather and said, bye-bye, I'm good. <laughs> he did, however, play his exhibition, The Hero, where he didn't finish dead last. We know Tiger has 82 wins, but he's never won here. He's played here 15 times without a victory, Quagnus. The most starts at any event where he hasn't captured a win. Criteria this week for clicking a strokes gain T to green event. You got to be in the top 10 strokes gain T to green. Hmm. Strokes gained approach needs to fuel most of your T to green. You got to be good around the greens because Quagnus, second lowest greens and regulation percentage of any course on tour since 2003. So people Oof. are going to miss the greens. So save yourself a par and get the hell out of there. Optimal wow. lineup this week, according to Data Golf, has Morikawa, JT, Burns, and Scott. Does that shock you? Morikawa, JT, Burns, Scott. Very popular combo. You click in on and Kitayama, and that makes your lineup. It looks like a really good lineup on paper, but it's wow. the most duped. The optimal for bet spurts is different. All different guys. Different sites have different optimals. Betspert's giving you Rory, Xander, Poston, Cole, Hostler, and Spawn. <laughs> Our guy Spawn. I know. I don't know how they came up with Spawn, but that's maybe because they wanted to buy Rory and Xander in the 10K range, and they're going with the Poston and the Cole guys who are hot, and Hostler's been good for like a year now. So 
fill it in with spawn, save money. All right. And then the free squares of the week are Adam Scott, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, Bo Hostler, I guess, Ben on and Kitayama. So people that are in these optimals. Clowns, Quagnets, you ready for some click to click clowns this week? You got Spieth, who finished sixth last week. He's showing up here as a clown. <laughs> Sung Jay has been a clown. I've clicked him for he's been a clown for like a long time, except for that one event where he had a record number of birdies. And guess what? I didn't click him. But he's a clown <laughs> this week. Uh, your guy Hadwin, he was horrible last week, and he's now a clown. Fowler sucks at golf now. You can't play you can't play Fowler. Guys lost it, so he's a clown. Uh, more clowns, Putnam, Mac Hughes. I like the clown Hughes. You got Smalley, and then Spawn, also a clown. Optimal clown, weirdly. The Shark Slams this week. Uh, Rory, Decky, JT, Fleetwood, and Henley. The Fish Food is Burns, Young, Nick Taylor, Clark, and Kitayama. Top of Jish uh, Swish's model is a Ludwig. How many times is that now? A lot. Five yeah. minutes in. Uh, Josh is not here, but he is at buymeacoffee.com slash jish swish, and that'll get you his model for like five bucks. All right, Quagnus golf betting. Here we go. We're golf betters. No, we're DraftKings players, but we had I have been a golf better for several years now. Uh, there is a new podcast out on Mayo Media Network, Pat Mayo Experience, with our guy Byron, uh, model maniac. He is, I haven't watched it yet, but I see it's out there. He's explaining how to bet on golf. Okay. The same day that I am declaring I may retire from betting on golf. (laughs) Have I told you this one recently? Okay. So uh, betting on golf is extremely hard. I've even heard other podcasters talk about how they're getting frustrated. That how could you not get frustrated when we've had five, six consecutive long shot winners that nobody's on win golf tournaments. Um, the, I've been up and down. I've been on a, I did, I started a podcast out of COVID with Joe Idoni specifically about golf betting. Mm -hmm. I have then warned people on that same podcast about the, um, concerns I have with golf betting, (laughs) which then made me look in the mirror and realize maybe I shouldn't be golf betting. So then I scaled my golf betting back down. Now I'm, I'm, you know, Getting it going again. I'm betting on golf again, Quagnus. And the problem is, is like after a few weeks of golf betting and losing every single week for the last six weeks, I have I've got this analogy. It's like that ex-girlfriend. Do you remember this? Before you got married, you would have these girlfriends and you would break up with them and you'd have this horrible breakup. And then months would go by. You have no other prospects. There's nothing else going on. And then start pining for that old relationship or the, your, your ex. And you're thinking, hey, I had good times golf betting. I had good times with that woman. I want to try that out again because I got I'm 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 sad about it. I want to see that. See what it's like again, dating her. (laughs) And then you get back together with her. And before long, you have rediscovered all the reasons that you broke up with her in the first place. So that's where I'm at right now. I've made it through the Waste Management Phoenix Open without winning a golf bet this season so far, spending hundreds of dollars, and now I'm realizing why I broke up with golf betting. (laughs) And not only that, the golf betting itself has gotten worse. So my... 
ex-girlfriend has gotten older and fatter. Because <laughs> the books, they've been cleaning up in the first few weeks of the year on golf betting. But the odds, they don't change. They're still ridiculously horrible. So you've got guys like Scotty Scheffler who don't win that much. I think he's won like three times in the last year. He's always the favorite, but he not, he's not coming through. He's getting top tens instead of wins, and he's still five to one. A horrible betting number. Or Rory McIlroy, he's like 10 to 1. Or people that are bad, that are 20 to 1. People that have never won tournaments ever in their fucking lives on the PGA Tour. Tommy Fleetwood, 45 to 1. His real true odds should be 100 to 1. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a bookie or a numbers mind. But at the same time, the FOMO for golf betting, it's crazy out there. And at the same time, I don't want anything to do with this anymore because the odds have not gotten any better for these recreational betters. The books are cleaning up on us, Quagnus, and this is what's happening every single week. Guys that you wish that were... Uh, and then the worst part about it, Quagnus, mm -hmm. is that Monday morning you get you log on to Twitter and you got the FOMO. Everybody talking about numbers. Hey, this guy's this number. This guy, I'm betting this guy, this number, and this guy, this number. And then I, you know think about it i hesitate i say no you know i got a family I gotta get this guy on the bus gotta get to work <laughs> and i go and look and all the numbers that i wanted or that are bragged about on monday morning are now gone they're <laughs> they're definitely worse numbers or what happens quagness is that i catch a number that i think i like and then i like this guy i bet him at 90 or, bet, or no i bet him at 50 or 70 to 1 and then all of a sudden i log back in and the dude is 90 to 1 and what does that mean well I got to add more money to it because what I'm going to look like an idiot betting the wrong number. So 90% of the bets I make, the number moves in the wrong direction, which then tilts me more. So yes, here's the problem. Quagnus. I think I'm addicted. I'm glad you this can miss that serious problem. I think there's a lot of human beings that are addicted to gambling. Gambling is now the newest pandemic. Like I mentioned, the Monday morning FOMO, and I mentioned last week, I think I'm quitting. I keep texting you. I don't want to do this anymore, but guess what I do? Every Wednesday afternoon, I load my dumb account with another $100, and then I spray it on a bunch of dumb names, and then I get to Sunday morning, and I'm regretting it all. Am I? Is this Quagnus? You, you've seen this now over the last few years. You've witnessed, because we've been always low stakes, $1, 25 cent players on DraftKings. what's making me want to bet i don't get it what how am i why am i addicted to golf betting well let's not forget that you've hit some some names mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. you know once you feel that rush and and mm -hmm. you know and you see your you see your accounts flush with cash on a on a long shot or whatever uh, yeah i mean that's that's a tough thing to be like oh, i'm not going to do this anymore yeah i mean i did take Bitcoin, convert it into cash, and buy carpet at my old house, thanks to Cameron Champ. Right? No, that's what I was thinking. It was Cameron Champ. Yeah, so that was fun. No, I think gambling is truly peaking right now, so don't get caught up into that mess. Have some self-awareness. Definitely look into the mirror and know that you, in the mirror, are not an expert. So do not gamble more than you are able or willing to lose because you're going to lose, especially with all these long-shot winners. But you also need to remember, what are your goals in this whole thing, Quagnus? Because I don't care about $100, do I really? Not really. I'm just here to have fun. And then I want to screenshot it for Twitter as well. So there's a lot going on in my world where I want to buy the content. I want to buy the win. I want to buy the 
bragging rights with a hundred dollars. But my our goals, Quagnus, have always been what? Well, we like having fun. We like having fun, golf. dude. Because we were we were watching golf, and we were fine with our stupid Yahoo fantasy lineups, and switching those guys out, and like not even caring if there's money involved. So we've always been lucky, liking, watching, and speculating. We're we the joy of speculation, and then golf is what we love to watch. So then we will supplement our watching with a potential one dollar lineup that would add to our fun, versus buying lineups in order to try to then enjoy golf. It doesn't work that way, right? You are not going to grind out a small profit playing PGA DFS, so you could stop doing that. This is the lottery. We already know that. No one wants to tell you, though, to play for fun. These touts pretend that they can predict because then they can get you to give them money. <laughs> and you get sad when you take their predictions and lose or you pay for their plays. They don't result in profit. Then you get pissed off. And we don't want you to get pissed off. That's why we're the guys over here telling you to play for low stakes, play for the passion, play for the fun. Because otherwise you will hate PGA DFS and you will not watch golf. So that's not what we want. We want you to. But then again, like I mentioned, if you win, definitely victory lap that shit. <laughs> the only time I've ever won is when I've tried to mess around. or but Like the two biggest bets I've won, Quagnus, is Morikawa at the open after everybody told me that he can't hit wedges and uh, link style courses. Oh, yeah. And he won the next week. <laughs> and then I was trying to irritate Brian Kirshner on the tap and birdie when I was a guest on his podcast. And I told him the Cameron champ was a long shot winner at 125 to one. And he was like, the hell are you talking about? Get off my program. And then he won because you know why? Luck. That's why <laughs> I did re- do a poll recently. I'm on Twitter. Don Realty, and I'm polling people. And I did a poll that 46% of the 590 re- uh, respondents Responded that pray to the luck gods in order to win money at DraftKings. Okay, 10, 15 minutes. Holy shit, sorry. I went on the longest rant ever. You don't even want to know any of that because then you wouldn't listen to this. You would just turn this off knowing that we don't know anything. (laughs) But what do we actually know? We know that there are factors each week that should be considered, and it's weather is the first factor. Uh, There isn't technically a wave for this event since there's only 70 people which is usually just one side of the wave it's like 70 is one only but we're going throughout the day each day tiger's kind of in the middle each day so it's probably not going to give you too much of an am pm advantage Mm -hmm. uh the wind dies down on thursday in the afternoon technically according to this and the wind picks up on friday afternoon so what technically could be a pm am however I tried to do this weather shit last week and it screwed me big time because the wave got flipped. Quagnus always does. That was wild. Crazy weather in California right now. Crazy weather the PGA Tours had to deal with in the first few weeks of the season. So I feel bad for them. Uh, there's a couple places where you can find ownership projections. One of them is free. Brick75.com. Brian Hooper, he calculates ownership, and right now he is showing Scotty Scheffler, the TPG, as the TP owned. How do you feel about that, Quagnus? Because JT at $9,100, I figured that'd be for sure the most owned. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, he's been popular regularly, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. 
what do we know about ownership projections? Not I. I don't know much. You're the one that you're the ownership guy. You got to tell me. You got to teach. I think about two years ago, half the people that were playing PGA DFS had no clue who was going to be popular. I think we're closer to like twenty five percent actually don't know now. I think most people know. Most people have access to a program like this. They can go to brick75.com for free and they can find out, oh yeah, duh, you know, Mohar Gawa can't lay out. I mean, Burns, Scott, Adam Scott, Ludwig. Makes sense. So I guess what I'm saying is now that everybody has access to the ownership projections, they're playing the projections. And so they're realizing, oh, I can't use this. So I can't do that. And so then they get off of a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ownership does not actually matter, though, because the projections are never accurate. So then that, that screws up everything, because if it's the projections were the actual ownership, then we could make any make decisions on that. And we know about golf that golf is hard. So then obviously you got to pivot off of the most owned guy in the 7K range. However, there's been stats calculated and formulas done to realize and to uh, understand ownership is also a power rankings. So then you have that problem where typically every week, eight or nine of the top 10 own, own names end up making the cut and performing well. So you can't fade the top 10 names. It's just trying to figure out which ones are going to be the landmine that week. And then which one of the clowns is going to emerge as the star. <laughs> so Brick has that. Uh, and then I have Data Golf also has their own. So we could go over to Data Golf since we're doing this. They have fantasy projections. I've got it sorted already. And the most owned name right now is Scotty, JT, Morikawa. Rory's up there. Adam Scott, Sam Burns, it's obvious stuff. Um, some of the surprising names. I thought Cameron Young would get more love after last week's showing. Same with the Gala. But there's only so many names you can click in the AK range, and they're all pretty good. Like Wyndham Clark's at 12.8%. And then you have Will Zale Torres. We can get to him. Hmm. So that's ownership projecting. Signature event. Ha, Quagnus, you were texting. How come we can't get six of six? Why well, the hell are we so bad at this? <laughs> I, that's really hard. But I, mean, I think that hopefully we can get a six six this week for fuck's sakes. Well, I guess we you should with, you know, only like this one name at the bottom. C. Johnson's the only name that's going to miss the cut, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're at the Tibbity Tip Top. You got four names above 10K. Quagnus, did you take? Scheffler, who'd you take? Uh, well, I haven't, I haven't actually clicked anybody yet. But what I, I've been paying, one thing I've been paying attention to the last couple of weeks is Scotty, and whether or not the fact you mentioned earlier he hasn't, he hasn't won, but he continues to be, you know, five to one on the betting odds, and he's always an egregious price on DraftKings. Here he's eleven five, but what you notice is that if you start with Scotty. If you build the rest of your lineup the right way, he ends up being in in these winning lineups. He wasn't last week, or at least he wasn't in the one dollar that I played, the giant one dollar. But but the last few weeks, before last week, he was, which I think is interesting because it's like we've said this before for years. It's yes, you got to get lucky, you got to get the winner, you got to find the guys that get second and fifth and fourth, and depending on the week, you know, whatever with ownership, but. 
sometimes it's just you got to know you got to get lucky with how you start your build and if you start with the tippity top scotty if that's if that's the week that he gets fourth and you just happen to land on some of these other names that you were forced to because of his gigantic price you got lucky that week because you took scotty you didn't win you're not i mean like you said when scotty won three times in the last year all the other times he didn't win but maybe he's still on that lineup that's what we're kind of dealing with here so it's it's i mean 11 five though my goodness yeah it really impacts you okay so remember when we were doing the sunday night support group after each tournament for the first uh i think it was like 2021 you and i decided that that was kind of fun to try to review the gpp winning lineup that week and kind of talk about what we were told and if it came true and it allowed me to look back and reflect on some of those weeks and realizing like the top 10 of almost every gp giant gpp you can make a winning lineup in a lot of different ways Mm-hmm. And if Scotty doesn't win, you probably don't necessarily need him. So especially at 11-5, I think you can get away with fading him. And if I think we're not alone in thinking that if Brick has him under 30% owned, Fantasy Data Golf site projections just under 30%. This could be one of those things where you and I and everybody's like, oh, he's at 30%. Well, I guess I can play him. And then he gets up to 40 by the time. I think it'll be 40% JT. I mean, the Scheffler JT start, like, how did, why is JT $9,100? Right. I mean, that's ridiculous. Based on everything about him, course history, recent form, they, JT feels like what we've dubbed over here and what we say every week as a free square. A free square. But <laughs> I don't know. I think you could talk crap about people in the 10K range. I mean, Rory's kind of not the greatest right now. You got Chef, uh, Xander took last week off. I don't know why. I'd probably, lean the savings off of Scheffler to Xander and give yourself $1,400 more. And then you got Hovland who took last week off around the green games. Important here. He's kind of struggled with that in his career and over the last few months. So I don't, I don't know necessarily if I'm going to go to the top of the range, especially Quagnus when you can pepper the AK range this week when everybody in the AK range is awesome. So I don't know. I'll, I'll ask you though, nine K range. Max Homa, course history, mm-hmm. bad right now. He has had four straight top tens at this event. Fifth was a winner in 2021, 10th and second. But in those finishes, he was playing better golf going into the tournament mm-hmm. than he is now. Would you go to Homa? Uh, I mean, Homa at 98. <laughs> I mean, if you flipped Homa at the bottom of the 9K range, I'd have more. I'd be more likely to look at it. What about you? If you're fading the 10K range, Homa seems like a natural start to a lineup if you're not peppering the AK range, you know, making an ultra safe build, quote unquote safe, by the way. Uh, no, I mean, he's. Why does he feel like that? Because have you clicked him the last few weeks? I have. I uh, When did I click him? It was a couple weeks ago, and then I felt like I got burned, but he, you know, he. I think he's kind of lost it, dude, like at the moment. Yeah. I think it was I, he doesn't have the putter that he had, so I could I, like and the, and then okay, Colin Morikawa having having two top tens here in the last two years. Only he and one other guy have had that, and then Cantlay's here, California kid, Ludwig, top of uh, Josh's model, ninety two, and then you got JT Free Square. He got Spieth finished sixth last week, and nobody wants. I mean, nobody should want Homa, literally. I'm sorry. 
I've tried them. I called him Tom Brady, and then he's sucked since then. Well, let's yeah, yes, yeah, that 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 really did cause his descent, or at least uh, when you said it, his descent started. But right? you know, we know these guys turn it around real quick. And if I, I didn't see what you said, his ownership is going to be, but apparently, Homa's wanted. He's wanted still. See, no, that's yeah. the thing that's different nowadays compared to a few years ago is that people would they would get off a guy if he's been kind of playing bad, but that doesn't scare anybody anymore because let's face it. These guys are all just really fucking good golfers. And yeah, a, a, a short little stretch of bad golf. It could mean any of things that we don't know anything about. And you mentioned in the notes, like what about the health of these players? We don't know shit. Yeah. Uh, I did poll. I'm a polar. Hey, Josh, Josh joined us hey uh, taking a break from the spreadsheets uh, or whatever. you're doing. What? What were you doing? Oh, 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 away from these spread, like the work spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was working. Well, but I'm uh, here now. on the poll, I've already got 368 votes. I love it. I love the results of this poll. Who do you want in the 9K range between Colin, Cantley, Oberg, and JT? It looks like Ludwig's number one, JT number two, Cantley a little bit further down, and then nobody wants Colin Morikawa. <laughs> love it. According to the poll. So, Nice poll. Uh, what do we know about Twitter polls, Josh? <laughs> uh, we know that people like to look at them, and then if they don't agree with anything that's on there, they like to provide their own opinions. So I did that. No, I think you fade the results. Oh, you fade the results too? Yeah, right? Remember we were going to do whatever the least. Oh, that, oh, that's right. My last poll. Yeah, yeah. No. And then I ended up playing the guy that had the – the highest pick because I forgot to change it because I'm okay. I'm um, how about <laughs> before we move on from the 9k range? What if you just did them all? Why can't you do that? All four Hell Colin, yeah. Cantley, Oberg, Dang. JT. Well, you can, and you should have last week because if you look at the winner of the one dollar, 9500 Jordan Spieth, 9600 Sam Burns, 9200 Cam Young. That's how that person started their lineup. So the 9K range, you know, that's, like I said earlier, it could be, you just have to pick and choose. If you're going to, if I'm making 20 lineups, I might spray, spray away. Make some, well, make, take spray in the 8K range. Is it now time to pepper the 8K range? We're at a kind of no cut at a elevated signature, nice field at a good course. Time to step up for some of these players. They are looking at the fifth, fourteenth. It's going to start the fifteenth of February. We're two months away, boys, from the Masters. So mm. you got to play good. Sixty days. So pepper the AK range with Sam Burns. He's going to be the most popular at eighty-seven hundred dollars, or is it going to be Adam Scott at eighty-two? Quagnus, do you like the AK range? They. I mean, this. I love this field in general, and yes, the AK range is great. Um, yeah, Adam Scott's going to, if I could ever figure out how to make a model again, um, I think Adam Scott would be up there. Um, yes, make a model. Recent form, course history. And you will find uh, Adam Scott for sure. Yeah. The recent form, though, you'll get the gala. You might get Wyndham Clark. Uh, Finau is okay. I mean, Cam Young's okay. Fitzpatrick's okay. I don't know. How the hell are you going to fade anyone in this 8K range? Jish, swish. Um, well, 
I'm staying on the bottom of the range, but they're all uh, very good. Which one of the bottom? You know what they have in the AK range? They have what the industry loves to call gutless losers. <laughs> okay. So you could so if you're you're in that camp, you probably ain't playing any of these guys. Finau can't win, although he did win a few times, and people have already forgotten about that. Can't win. Fleetwood can't win. Burns can't win. Thigala just makes cuts, can't Definitely win. Can. Cam Young can't win. Fitzpatrick won one major, can't win. He won Heritage. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Wyndham Clark wins a lot. So Wyndham Clark is the name. I'm uh like why does Wyndham Clark keep uh getting bad prices? Because they don't this is a popularity contest. Pricing is an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready this? Ready for this? Josh Bennett, he's at Jish Swish on Twitter. He's also at buymeacoffee.com slash Jish Swish. Ah, fuck. I haven't haven't updated this. I keep doing the same thing three weeks in a row. The browser can't access your screen. Try capturing a different way. So dumb. (laughs) It'll show you that Ludwig Oberg is number one. It'll show you Scotty Scheffler. The best 8K name is Adam Scott. Yes. And then you have Wyndham Clark's also there. And then my favorite play in the AK range at $8,000 even, Jason Day. Wow, that's surprising considering the other AK name. Oh, yeah, I'm over Sungjae. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sungjae is going to change your profile picture. He's hurt me so bad lately. <laughs> Neither of them have the greatest course history. I don't know. Does that matter to you? Jason Day? And Well, yeah, and him. If you want course history in recent form, you can go to our friend at smartgolfbets.com and he will have this spreadsheet each, you know, usually Sunday. But Jason, today, Jason Day finished ninth last year. Yeah. And then after all the times before that, it was not good. He's had here, he's been here twice. Quagnus, that's when JB Holmes and Bubba Watson were winning this tournament and nobody showed up to it because it wasn't hosted by Tiger Woods. <laughs> But so if you look at Jason Day, Jason Day have won it then? Ten weeks ago, according to this spreadsheet, Jason Day has a yellow square. That means a number one. Jason Day is is better than we think. I think. I also think that it's the veteran course. You got to learn more. You got a uh, Masters comp correlation. Have you heard that? People have told me that. Jish Swish is it a Masters comp? I, there are that. no Masters comps. I don't know why people say that. <laughs> What? They they play the courses completely different. When they played when they play a major at Tory, it doesn't play the same as it does at the what the fucking where they play the farmers there. They don't play the same. They're not even close. And that's the same fucking course, Chad. So no, okay. There is mind. no there is no major comp. If it's a major comp, it's because the field is major ish. Mm. Oh, it's, okay. I I can see. Oh, that. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, somebody told me that on a podcast I listened to and. People take that as true. I'll, I'll argue it. Whoever it was, send me a DM. I'll argue with you. What was I going to do next? Oh, yes. I was going to talk to you about the next free square, which would be yes. $7,900 oh. Will Zalatoris. Okay. Will Zalatoris loves the course, loves California, showed signs of life at Torrey Pines. You guys in on $7,900 Zalatoris? Mm. Quag, you talked me into it. 
I did. Yeah. I mean, you said he's the free square. That's the price range for a free square if there was ever a price range. And the best part about it, everybody thinks that he won't be owned. Where is this Brick 75 guy? He doesn't have him very owned. It's crazy. So I thought he'd be popular. The sheet I'm looking at has him at 16%. Okay, I got 13. Okay, that's That's decently owned, isn't it? Higher than 10. Oh, and Brick has seven. Have we gone over ownership yet? It doesn't matter. Well, he's not 20%, and that's all I was worried about. Because if he was 20%, then I'd be like, fuck, I have to fade him. But he's not. He's only 12% or whatever it'll be, and he'll be a free square. He'll be really good. It reminds me, Quagnus, of when we had Brooks Kepka at $7,600 at the Masters, and we were all like, what the hell is going on? If he is anything close to who he is or was... 7,900 is a furry square. Okay. Yes. Next names do we need to talk about in the 7K range? Hoygaard. 11.2% Hojgaard. Why is Hojgaard clicked? Jish, swish, do you know? Why is he being clicked? Because he's good yeah. at golf. That's why. Driving distance. He's. I, I, you could argue that his price is pretty low too, actually. Hey, they always is- price the like Euro guy, the Euro guys, or the like Corn Fairy guys that are newish when they're good. They always just don't price them very good, assuming that they're going to be bad until they're just good forever. Like you could even say the same with Lud- Ludwig. Like ninety two hundred is seems pretty low for how good he's been yeah. over the course of time. Seventy eight hundred is like yeah, just lock that in. Sure. But he hasn't played the course, and I think you need a little knowledge of the course. That's what I'm going to go with this week. Well, he played um, it today and yesterday. He's got plenty of <laughs> In a competitive setting. Guess who's a clown now? Difference. Oh, besides Hadwin, obviously. Hadwin's the clown of the 7K range. Do you want to put the clown gif up for another yeah, person? Yeah. yeah, I love the clown gif. It's Guess favorite. who the clown is? Chris Kirk. Why? I don't know. Cash Game Kirk's getting no love anymore. Everybody's over him. That he He peaked. It's about it, you need long driving distance. Chris Kirk doesn't have that. No, no, he does not. No, <laughs> uh, Ben on does. So Ben on could be a pivot off of Kirk or you go Cameron Davis, my favorite seven K play. And actually I'm going to go real heavy on Cameron Davis. Cause he's a bomber. He's an Aussie. I like the Aussies mm-hmm. in this time of year. We know Jason Day is going to be on my roster. I may have to just click all the Aussies, include yeah, Cameron Adam Scott, Davis even though he's chalky. Really well, yeah. um, but that's Ooh. my favorite. You know who other uh, another giant clown is? Is this Fowler guy? Yeah, big clown. Wait, I, I'm going to click fuck. this button twice. Uh, he's on <laughs> Instagram, literally defending himself in the comment section. That's what <laughs> I did you see that? I didn't know, but that's funny. He's like apologizing to people in the Twitter or in the Instagram comments. So that's where we're at with, with Fowler. By waste management people. He he's he wants to stay in the good graces of the waste management fans. <laughs> um, last year in round three, boys and girls, Denny McCarthy had the low round of the day. He finished T14. He's playing consistently good, top 25 yeah, really every good. time, making long 13 footers to make the cut last week. Momentum. Denny McCarthy, 75. Quag? I'll go back. I'll go back. Yeah. We we hate him, but he's he's kind of good. Okay, 6K names. Or else you could go with Hostler. He's in that optimal. But I think you go to the top of the 6K range and you find 
Kurt Kitayama and Ilman, Il, Emiliano Grio. Those are your free squares in the 6K range. Okay. Do you want to know who, what I had the prices of those players? Yes. Because that's really important. On Sunday evenings, which unless I'm drunk and I'm watching the Super Bowl, I will post the predicting the pricing for the next week. <laughs> and uh, I had Grio at 72 and Kitayama at 71. Okay. A little bit of savings. Um, I'm bad at predicting the pricing though, apparently. <laughs> are we right, gonna well, are we gonna rip uh Luke List this week? Who? Luke List. It feels like we're going to. I like Luke Pretty List. Pretty good on the cores, decent playing relatively de- he was bad at waste management, but relatively decently. Yeah. He might be one of the more popular six K names, and that's sometimes when you think about it. Oh, he's only six point two percent. That's not bad. Yeah. Hey, you know who the most popular name in the 6K range is? Ooh, let me guess. Let me guess. Have you heard of guess. him? Charlie Hoffman. No. Shoot. I was surprised it actually wasn't Kitayama or Griot. It is Tiger Woods. Have you heard of him? Never heard of him. No, hey, and then Tom Hoagie Quagnus. Hoagie, Hoagie Tiger combo to end your lineup. Look at that. You go Spieth. This looks like a tiger. Uh, this Heck is yeah. This is uh Quagnus's lineup. Who else is Quagnus is gonna go with Chalk Scott Scheffler in his life, and he left with 81. You can go to Tom Kim. Eh, maybe you don't do that. Or Day. But didn't you you want a JT? I do want Justin. You have Xander JT, Adam Scott, Spieth. Look at that lineup. You don't even you need think- Tiger, you can go to Kitayama. Yeah, is Tiger a viable play this week? I'm sure it's been talked about on Twitter. I haven't really seen. If he's put, let's put it this way. Every time he puts the peg into the ground, he says he thinks he can win. So. You're the results. Oh, wow. Um, According to Data Golf. Yeah, 50. <laughs> he has a, yeah, he has a 50-50 chance of making it into the, past the cut, sadly. Only 50-50 in a, in a cut. There's only one person with worse odds of making the cut, and his name is Chase Johnson or something. Shit. How the hell? I didn't even know that. These people will never learn. From? Who is that? Who's Data Chase? golf, stat people, nerds, they'll never learn that Tiger Woods is fucking Tiger Woods. The only the only weird thing is he he's not great at this course. Uh, but he has said that it bothers him that he hasn't won this event before or recently or whatever, something, something along those lines. Uh, yes. I posted that on my Twitter, the uh, video I recorded in 2020. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It came from you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It uh, bothers him that he wants. Liz, he wants okay. Other names to consider in the 6k range. Quagnus has to leave in about five seconds. Oh. Montgomery. Definitely. He's had some good finishes this year. Bazayden who had a runner up to that Dunlop guy, but got the money. Shanks. Good. Uh, Kevin Yu is kind of a bomber, and so is Woodland. So potentially, uh, Kevin, uh, you got Lucas Glover, the clown click of the week. Glover had one for the win. Oof. Can you imagine? Yeah, be great. Okay. This is the part where uh, if you've participated in the last few weeks of the pod, then you are part of this drawing. Ooh, fun. For a t-shirt. Spin the wheel. 
Tommy! Cheers, Tommy. He's been a fan of the pod forever, probably since the old YouTube channel days. Thomas, DM me. I know you watch pretty much every single week, so get Tommy in the chat. Tommy, get us get a t-shirt. Quagnus, should I do one more? Yeah. I love the uh, roulette wheel spin. It's yeah. one of my favorite things. You need to set this up for like this, like a range of 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 names. So that yeah. I can... oh, we yeah. should, and then just make a line. Roulette, roulette, yeah. actually, roulette wheel. The yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, that's yeah, smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh boy, winner is Chris Z. Oh yeah, Chris Good D. Night. Of course. So if you're in the chat or you watch the pod and you are a winner, DM me or the pod's account or comment on this video. I'll find you. I will find you. All right. Are we done? Yeah. Let's remember that for next week. We're using that website. Okay, cool. I like that. (laughs) So next week, it is a shitty event. It's the worst event of the whole year, actually. Do you remember? What What is is it? Uh, Is it the Mexico Open where Tony Fino is the only golfer in it? <laughs> Have you looked at this field? Uh, no, no, I'm gonna look at it right now. Oh my god, I think it is. Either way, we'll be here. We'll be on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. <sighs> we really want your subscription. Or do we? Do we? Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. I know Quagnus isn't gonna say anything to his wife. <laughs> nope. They don't celebrate. No, nope, we don't. Awesome. It's good. It's better that way. Oh yeah, better that way. Thanks for being here. Cheers. Peace out.